What's up, guys? I'm Emmanuel Sanchez, top featherweight contender, going down as one of the best in the world. Want to be remembered as a legend in the sport, and I know in the future, world champion. And you are listening to the Pro Sports Podcasters. We are the Pro Sports Podcasters, where no sport is left behind. It's time for another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters with your hosts, Nee Wallace Bruce, Corbert Durand, and Justin Williams. On this podcast, we have guests from all over the world covering every sport from artistic gymnastics to weightlifting. We have something for every sports fan on PSP. Whether your interests are the athletes playing the game, the coaches, or the media, we've got you covered. Fun and informative, honest and engaging. You won't want to miss a single episode. So let's kick this off. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters. I'm one half of your host today, Justin Williams. And you know, Guys, I'm never alone. It's uh, it's me and another person today, my other half, the better half, the one that makes my voice sound good, the one that knows everything about NFTs. And if you haven't yet, stop over to our website, prosportspodcasters.com, sign up for our newsletter, which comes out monthly. Not Well, it comes out monthly, but twice a month right now. And uh, he will tell you everything you need to know about NFTs and how to make money off this because he's been making enough money to you know wipe his tears with. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the man, the myth, the legend, Colbert Durand. Kobe, how you doing? I'm good, buddy. Making bank. Loving it. Loving it. Yeah, I can tell. Did I tell you somebody offered me $11 for my Ivy on uh, <laughs> NBA So Rare? That's disrespectful. That's disrespectful. <laughs> Jaden <laughs> Ivy is money, man, and he's a good rookie, so don't take it. Turn it down. What's that guy's name? Let's put him on blast. Let's put him on blast. Oh, it was almost like, pull up. It was like Fifi Fifi one three four. It was something stupid like that. You know who you are. Oh no, here it is. It's Flow Flow seven one oh one. Yeah, just right now they hit me back for fourteen twenty five. Oh, <laughs> yo, I should do a counter offer. I'm gonna do a counter offer right now. Oh, I should see what the market value is. This is totally not how we plan to record this. <laughs> this is just how it's going. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Um, what should I do for a counter offer? What's he going for right now? What's his what's his low? Let's let's see the market. Okay, so he's on manager sales for 25, 24, 25, 34. Lowest price. His floor is 2481. And that's for a plus six percent version of him. What do you have? My IV is plus nine. Oh my god. So to get someone close to your percentage bonus so far the highest okay so the the lowest i've found at this at plus eight percent is 42.91 so eight <laughs> percent is at a 42 dollar floor he's offering you 14 dollars that guy needs to get shot yeah no i just <laughs> i wish i could send him an uh, send a counter offer why would i counter offer my own card i'm not gonna buy my own card what no no you can counter off uh, you can say i'll sell it to you but for this much right Come back at 30 and see if he takes it. And that's doing him a solid. And he'll probably turn it down. Oh, I see. I, see. I just have to type it in. Okay. 30. It's stopping me at 29.8. That's fine. I'm going to go 31. But it lets me go to 31 for some reason. Well, it's based on ETH, right? So it's a, it's a conversion. Oh, that's fair. All right. Let's see. <laughs> I just sent it. <laughs> All right. Anyways, <clears throat> back to what we were talking about, supposedly. So, Kobe, how you doing? Good, buddy. It's good. But we're going to talk some UFC. We're going to talk some MMA today. Oh, my God. So I've actually never watched this man fight in my – I've watched highlights, but I've never seen this man fight live. 
when you say this man, let's let the audience know who we're talking about today. Yeah, I got to tease them first, Kobe. I can't just dive right into it, man. I'm not like I'm not like the Gen Zs of this millennium. I like to I like foreplay. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to just dive right in. Hell no, man. It's not about swiping right. No, God, it's about making the connection and making love. It's about holding hands, staring into the eyes, putting the music on, setting the ambiance. You know what I mean? Mm. Well, in today's day and age, I just pull the door for a woman and they finish. So <laughs> society, right? We're talking about John Bones Jones, the 35-year-old making his heavyweight debut against none other than the French icon Cyril Gaon. And it has been a long time since we've seen John Bones Jones in the octagon. I'm trying to remember when his last fight was. Do you have it up? I do. His last fight, give me two seconds. I had just refreshed the page when you actually asked that. His last fight was against Dominic Reyes at UFC 247, February 8th, 2020, just before the pandemic. 2020. It's been three years since he's been in the octagon. What can we expect? This this is the question. This is what's on everyone's mind is what are we going to expect from John Jones? I'm going to begin with what we know. Okay. John Jones is possibly one of the most skilled martial artists to ever enter the octagon. He is a true yes. mixed martial artist. He has a wrestling background. He is a phenomenal striker. And he basically cleared out the light heavyweight division with relative ease. He had a couple of difficult fights, but that's going to happen when you have the kind of career he's had. So we know yep. he's got the skills. We know he's a proven winner. We know he can even handle heavyweights because he's fought guys like Daniel Cormier. Although it was that light heavyweight, we're talking about a heavyweight champion here. Mm -hmm. So that's what we know. What we don't know is how big is he going to be at heavyweight? Will he have the same dominance at heavyweight? Can he even fight when you look at the, the cardiovascular and the, the toll it takes on your body? after a three-year layoff? So all those are really great questions. All those are extremely valid because athletes, they're creatures of habit, right? And I'm not saying he hasn't been in the gym and I'm not saying he hasn't been putting in work and hustling and doing what he needs to do. But you bring up a good point. Is he in that shape? Can he go five rounds? Because it's a championship bout, essentially. Right. Five rounds. Can he do that coming back? I, I don't think so. I think he's going to gas wear down. And if Cyril Gaon can weather the storm, at, let's say round four into the championship rounds, they're called, I think then Cyril Gaon has a chance. I genuinely feel it. And let's let's be honest, Cyril Gaon maybe has some of the best cardio in the heavyweight division. Because he moves like a middleweight. Yeah, exactly. That's his that's his wake up routine. <laughs> like and, and that's it. So like I think Cyril Gaon, literally his game plan should be walk in there. Brace the storm. The first two rounds are going to be tough. You're going to be getting elbows, probably illegal. You're going to be getting, um, shout out to Matt Hamill, by the way. You're going to get punches. You're going to get kicks, an attempt of a submission. But dude, for the most part there, if John doesn't knock him out in the first two rounds. Now, mind you, John has gone to decisions the last three bouts against Anthony Smith, Tiago Santos, Dominic Reyes. They've all been decisions. So it hasn't really been flashy. He hasn't been able to knock out. But keep in mind, he was defending his championship and he's not going to go risky. And I get that. You know, he plays it safe like Adesanya does. And that's awesome. So, you know, I'm really thinking weather the storm and you'll be fine. See where we're going. What say you, Kobe? So here, here's the problem with weathering the storm is that 
John Bones Jones is a very capable wrestler. Yep. And we've seen Ciro Gone lose to a basic wrestler, really. <laughs> right? that, this is the problem, right? It's Francis Ngannou is not a wrestler by any means. Yep. But he realized that, well, I'm the bigger, stronger guy, and he doesn't wrestle. So if I take him down, that negates all that movement. Because that's where Ciro Gon excels, right? His movement is, he reminds me of Cain Velasquez, who is literally one of my favorite heavyweights of all time, in that he moves like a much lighter fighter. He does. He does indeed. And maybe that's enough to keep the distance with John Bones Jones until, until the championship rounds. To really test his cardio at this weight. But I don't know if it is. I have a feeling John Bones Jones is going to take him down and get his beat on him. Just I worry him about face. that because I'm a Zero Gun fan. I know. BetUS Sportsbook is your ultimate destination for online betting. With sports betting, live betting, racebook, online slots, and online casino. It's available across the U.S. and Canada. Use the code PSP to receive a massive sign-up bonus. I know, I know. And it feels like John Jones is the the enemy in this for some reason. It feels like he's coming in the bad don't, guy. Don't say for some reason. feels like he's the bad guy. We're talking about somebody who was like doing coke and hit an old lady. <laughs> and drove away. <laughs> and a pregnant lady. <laughs> right? You know? We're talking about a guy who's been busted multiple times for, for roids, right? For banned substances. Yeah. He is the bad guy, right? He is the bad guy. <laughs> and in a sport full of bad guys, Ciro Gaon isn't one. You know, he's really, him and um, Nganu are the good guys. I mean, if you ask UFC, they probably don't like Nganu, but you know what I mean. Yeah, but hold on. So, Ciro Gaon, let's let's not forget, Ciro Gaon really went to work on Nganu's leg during that fight. Yep. Facts. He torqued it hard. And after the fight, Nganu was like, you know, I did have some leg issues coming into the fight. Now, that's debatable, right? We, we don't know. Maybe he had mm-hmm. leg issues because Chirogan wrenched his leg. But then Chirogan, <laughs> instead of instead of taking instead of taking credit for it, instead of saying, "Yeah, you know, I, I I put work on his leg," and I, I mean, I'm sure that's where the damage came from. No, he was like, "Well, you know, good of him for taking the fight, even though he wasn't feeling 100. percent I appreciate that. Like he was a total gentleman about the loss. Yeah, God, he's such a good guy. 100. He's a nice guy. And John Bones Jones is not. Okay. Kobe, if you were in if you were the manager or the coach for John, yes. what would you tell him and to secure a victory against Sirogon specifically? So I would definitely like Jumbo Jones has some fantastic striking. Okay, fantastic. Mm-hmm. And he is, he has a like he he has a massive number of like low kicks he can utilize. He doesn't just, you know, do mm-hmm. a calf kick. He has so many different kinds of low kicks he can use. So I would say I would use low kicks when Ciro Gon's at distance. Okay. To frustrate him. And then mm-hmm. as soon as they try and close distance, I would immediately look for the clench to take down. And then oh. just wrestle control him. So that would be my that would be my plan if I was if I was John Jones, if I was his coach, that would be the plan I would go in with. If I was Ciro Gon's coach, my plan would be to bounce in and out, right? Be on mm-hmm. my toes the whole fight, bounce in and out. Throw a couple of combinations, bounce out. Bounce in, throw a couple of combinations, bounce out. Use calf kicks to try and slow him down. Right. That's That would be my plan with Sirogon. And avoid the takedown as much as possible. 
but I don't know if he can. That's the real question here. I really, I'm really interested to see if after that loss to Francis and Ganu, if they went into the gym and said, "Wow, we really need to fix this." Yes. And do you think they've uh, they fixed everything they need to? Well, so it's, there's two tiers to that. First tier is is you can only learn so much in so in a short period of time. The second tier is is John Jones as physically strong as Francis and Ganu? I would say that's a no. Okay. Right. So. Okay. Francis Ngannou does not have the technique, but he is so physically strong that I, I just I feel like he could take anyone down without proper technique. Whereas John Bones Jones is moving up a division. Sure, he's put on some weight, but that's not necessarily true muscle mass. You know what I mean? Like it, it takes time to develop real muscle. Right. So I don't know if at heavyweight, if maybe Cyril Gaon is strong enough to just like muscle through with some takedown defense. I don't know. I'd like to see it. I'd like to see, uh, I would really like to see that actually. I'd like to see Cyril Gon come out the victor. And especially with that advice you're giving right now to kind of avoid. I wish you could kind of hear this. So you'd be like, oh, that's what Jones might do. I'm going to bounce up. But you know what? It's going to be, I don't know. I, I don't even know if I want to watch this fight because I'm emotionally invested. <laughs> that's that's how I feel, right? That's how I feel. What I'm, I'm actually also interested to know is like if you did a popularity poll of, you know, how many people are rooting for Cyril Khan, how many people are rooting for John Bones Jones, how many real fans does John Bones Jones have left? Like four. Like, I, I, I don't know. So here, here's an interesting thing that was brought up. And I actually, I saw this on YouTube on uh, Chael Sonnen's show. Okay, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Chael, right? Chael's it's good. an entertaining guy. So something he brought up I thought was very interesting was that before John Bones Jones moved up to heavyweight, his mm-hmm. last like four or five fights at light heavyweight did not do very well in pay-per-view buys. Oh, really? Yeah. People were not interested. Basically, what happened was, one, he became kind of the bad guy, right? Because of so many mm-hmm. screw-ups. But the big thing was, nobody thought there was anyone to really challenge him. Yeah. People basically got bored of watching him just pick guys apart at a distance, never really put himself at risk for an entire five rounds, and then get his hands raised relatively easily because there weren't there wasn't mm-hmm. anybody to challenge him, right? Now, like I said at the beginning, we, he had some good fights, right? Uh, Gustafson pushed him. Reyes pushed him, right? He had some good fights. But for the most part, people just expected him to pick apart whoever stepped into the cage against him, so people stopped tuning in. So do you think it'd be in uh, John Bones Jones' best interest to lose and then do some charity work and then come back? I don't know about that, but basically what Chael was saying was that the reason he went up to heavyweight was because it added interest to the fight, right? Like, not only were the fights becoming boring for the fans, they were becoming boring for John. Oh, wow. That's some inside knowledge right Like, there. I'm going into this fight and I'm going to win it and nobody cares. So why should I care? Mm-hmm. So. Chael actually thinks that he moved up to heavyweight in order to make himself relevant again because people are going to want to tune in. I'm going to tune in because people are going to be, I'm going to be wondering, can John Bones Jones be as dominant at heavyweight as he was at light heavyweight? Because he was always a tall, big, light heavyweight. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of guys he fought at light heavyweight where he had a significant reach and height advantage, and it just didn't seem fair. But at heavyweight, He's literally the same size as these guys. He just wasn't as thick. Okay. So, see, here's the thing. Because if JBJ came back now 
at light heavyweight. There's a few people I'd want to see him fight in light heavyweight now because it's been three years. Like I want to see him go against Magomed. I feel like that'd be great. I'd love to see him lock horns with uh, Jan Blachowicz again. Well, I mean, that's the only two I really care to see, but yeah. I don't think he ever goes back to light heavyweight. Really? I think he spent too much time, too much energy, packing on muscle, getting bigger to go back at this point. So here's my only counter argument to this. Him and Daniel Cormier don't like each other. No, they hate each other. Right. And I feel like since DC did it, if somebody on Twitter poked the bear and was like, dude, you'll never be as good as DC because he held both titles at the same time. <laughs> I feel like JBJ would be like, whoa, time to sweat. See, I don't think that's the po- I don't think that's possible. I don't think he would. Let, let right? me live my keep, keep in mind, he's beaten Cormier, right? Like Cormier's never beaten him. Yes. And like he he beat Cormier easily. So mm-hmm. I don't think he, he holds any stock in Cormier's light heavyweight championships because they weren't against him. Okay, I mean, sure, I can see that too. But there again, I don't know. Let me live the stream. I kind of want to see it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> What's your prediction for this fight? Uh, I'm predicting it goes a distance. It's going to okay. go all five rounds. I'm predicting John Bones Jones hits more significant strikes, but Cyril Gaon has more takedown and ground control. And that's just like my optimistic pick for that. But I, I think it's going to go JBJ just because I can't trust the judges, especially after the Volkanovsky fight. How about you? I got John Bones Jones by decision. Yeah. And I'm going to go, he'll probably win. It, it might be closer than I assume, but I, I think it'll be four rounds to one, but it could be three rounds to two. But I think JBJ gets the win, and I think it's based on takedowns and top control. Do you think it's going to be a bit of a boring fight? I don't think it'll be boring. I don't think it'll be boring because both those guys are great strikers. Every round begins on the feet. So at times the fight might be boring, might just be John top position, maybe in guard, just doing some ground and pound. Mm-hmm. But every round is going to start off with some impressive kicks and punches. So I think it'll be a pretty entertaining fight to watch. I think JBJ gets it. I don't think that makes him the best in the division, even though this is for the vacant heavyweight title. I just think it's, a good match for him. I think Surogan matches well for John Bones Jones. I think the real test will come later. I'm so excited for this fight. Oh yeah, man. Oh yeah. All right. That was pretty good. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. For even more of your favorite sports content, be sure to visit the website, www.prosportspodcasters.com. On our website, you will find our sports blog, full podcast library, access to our YouTube channel, and deals from our affiliate partners. You can also sign up to become a PSP Insider and get exclusive access to our insider tips, sponsor giveaways, and insider newsletter. So don't miss out on the full Pro Sports Podcasts experience, where no sport is left behind.